What up, everyone? Welcome to episode nine of the Daily Commute Show, presented by FYS Sports Debates, where we hold the best sports debates on Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Apple Music, whatever platform we have. We are the top source for best for the best sports news, debates, and opinion, opinions from all different perspectives. I am your host, Abil Mahari, known as Mahari Nation Sports Podcast. And if you want to hear more of my commentary on the sports and world news, subscribe to my YouTube channel or follow me on Instagram under the name Mahari Nation 23. If you are new to the FYS Sports Debates channel, feel free to subscribe to our YouTube channel and, of course, this podcast. This is a platform where we host, host heated sports debates with our listeners, present factual evidence, and challenge mainstream narratives. We're not here to disrespect athletes or listeners who will have, a diff, who have different opinions, but present the evidence and challenge the accepted narratives. All you need is an open mind. In this, in this episode here, we're going to discuss about the... We're going to discuss about the NBA Civil War between the old school and the new school version of basketball. Now, when we discuss about the old school and new school, we're discussing about how many of these new generation basketball players and many of these NBA retired players have various perspectives on each other. Now, the reason why we're discussing about this subject is because two weeks ago, when NBA legend, NBA legend uh, Jerry West responded back to some strong comments made by former NBA player and ESPN analyst J.J. Redick way back in April. Now, for those listeners who don't know who Redick is, you could pretty much say that he's one of the greatest shooters in college basketball history when he played at Duke University. But this is a man that played for six different NBA teams in 19 seasons. But when, but where his name was made great is when he played for Duke University as one of the greatest players in the program's history. And to this day, holds the NCAA record for most career three-point field goals with 457 made threes and currently is the ACC's all-time leading scorer. Now, as I have referenced this before, this goes back into April when Reddick was on ESPN First Take debating against Chris Mad Dog Radio of New York on the revolution of NBA point guards. Now, this is where things got a little bit heated, and Reddick said some uh, questionable things to some listeners. I'm going to leave that up to you. But here's what he had to say when it regards to talking about legendary uh, Celtics point guard Bob Cousy. He pretty much, pretty much stated the fact that he couldn't dribble left and mostly played against players who were quote-unquote plumbers and firemen now after hearing those kind of comments obviously rob Cousy responded back with own his own statements of course the next month but it was in a it was on an interview on sirius xm nba radio where jerry rest responded back to those comments when he said and quote jj is a very smart man and every and everything but tell me what did he what does his career look like what did he do what did he do do that determined gains he averaged 12 points a game in this league. Somewhere along the way, numbers don't count. JJ wasn't going to guard elite players, so you can nitpick anyone. The only reason I'm talking about him is because he was not an elite player, but he was a very good player. But he had the play, but he had the place place on the team because of his ability to shoot the ball. Rest also West said also said in that same interview that that Redick and today's players should appreciate the old guard of the NBA players who helped build the foundation of this league. Now, this is something that has been that has been pretty much brewing, not just at this subject alone, obviously, but obviously that this is a type of subject that's been brewing for, I don't know, for years, for a decade, however you want to put it. 
I mean, this has been kind of a subject that has been going around circles in all different sports. You can you name it, the NFL, the NBA, MLB, NHL, tennis, golf, doesn't matter. You're always going to have these kind of debates between the old school guard and the new school guard. And somewhere along the line, there's always going to be either some middle ground or one side's always there's going to be the correct side and the other one's not and vice versa. Now, here's where I stand in this situation here. And you're not going to believe what I'm going to tell you. I'll tell you right here, right now. Both of these men are actually correct. Now, why do I say that? It's because of the fact that both these guys are parts of different generations of the NBA. Reddick, of course, is from the early 2000s, where the NBA game was already evolving and changing into the game that you see today, where it's requiring more shooting, more of playmaking from point guards. All right. It's a different game than it was as it was back then, right? But when we talk about the old school way of things, these old school guys have built the foundation of the NBA to what we see to what we see today. And to that, I understand where Jerry West is coming from in defending, you know, guys like Bob Cousy, guys like himself, Oscar Robertson, Wilt Chamberlain, Bill Russell, those kind of guys that helped build the foundation of the NBA. And don't forget, we have to also mention guys that started the NBA too. Guys like the first superstar in George Mikan, Dolph Shays. Those players were really the guys that really helped solidify the foundation of basketball. But also, they went through a lot of sacrifices along the way to help establish the NBA. Now, when I was in the middle of organizing the script, I wanted to research about the salary structure in the NBA back then compared to what it is now. Obviously, we already know that the NBA produces billions and billions of dollars now. But when you rewind all the way back to the, to, you can say between the 40s through the, through the 70s, right? During the late 50s, most salary structures were, were around $12,000 at the highest. Some of them were making even less than that. And there were a lot of guys back then that no matter how talented they were, a lot of them weren't making the making the big time bucks that you see today in, in professional sports. So yeah, there were a lot of guys that, ha that ha pretty much had to work second jobs, you know, to make ends meet, just like me and you. You know what I mean? And keep this in mind. This is something that uh, former former late great uh, Celtic Tom Heinsohn even touched upon about it. You know, eight years ago, when he talked about the fact that when the NBA was uh, was developing its players association through Bob Cousy. The NBA presented no pension plan, any health benefits, or minimum wage provisions. So pretty much when NBA owners back then felt like that you were not were not expendable or you had no use, no use for his for his uh, organization or whatever, they could just kick you out with a bad habit and just leave you pit dry. Right? So the other thing that we have to also consider the fact that a lot of these old guys were really the guys that really helped shape free agency to what you see today. And what I'm talking about is the famous uh, court case going back back into the 19s, back to the early, between the 70s and between the 60s and the 70s, when Hall of Famer Oscar Robertson, you know, pretty much challenged the narrative of free agency and took it by storm. Now, what, what we're talking about here, I'm basically talking about the Oscar Robertson rule. And what that really pretty much did was it changed the balance of power in professional sports, where 
the process of making NBA players or even all athletes into multimillionaires and where billionaires are pretty much pretty much have to start spending out the money to keep their players, right? So when we talk about the Oscar Robertson rule, it was pretty much a class action antitrust file lawsuit against the NBA and its 14 other teams back in April of 1970. All right. Now, before that lawsuit was was instituted, remember Bob Cousy at the guy what we talked about earlier. He was the guy that helped found helped helped solidify and create the National Basketball Players Association, and it was the first sports labor union in the modern era. And Oscar Robinson was pretty much was the first antitrust lawsuit in professional basketball. More significantly, at the time, black players were still a minority in the NBA. And, and Oscar Robinson in 65 became the first African-American president of any national sport or entertainment labor union. So when he filed the lawsuit, here was a black man in a star sport putting his own career on the line by standing up to the professional sports establishment into basically allowing the players to decide where they want to go to what team they want to choose and what offer that they can pretty much ask of the owners that you need to give them in order to sign with their respective teams. Back then, it was the owners that can pretty much offer the player the contract. And if the player didn't accept it, the owner can just pretty much void the contract altogether and not use you. That lawsuit changed everything in the NBA. Because by that time, Oscar Robinson proved his point that the players have the right to choose where they want to go and, and pretty much can demand what type of salary that they that they thought to seek fit. And on April 29th of 1976, the NBA, which already by that time already had 18 teams, pretty much agreed to the class action settlement and pretty much changed the balance of power in professional sports. Players had now more leverage in dealing with the owners. And then later on in the decades to follow, the MLB and the NFL and also the NHL followed suit as well. This was created as known as the Oscar Robertson rule, which meant eliminating the option or the reserve clause in the players' former in the players in the NBA players' contract, which bounds a player to one team for life at a team's option, and was the first step towards unrestricted free agency. Now, why is this important? It's because it's because you, what you see in the NBA in the NBA today, where star players get to put in player player. Uh, player option clauses in their contract which states that even that even if the contract is run for like five years they could also have a player option deal at any given point that can pretty much opt themselves out of that contract and become a free agent and decide where they want to go and that lawsuit was extremely important and the reason why i bring this up is is because unfortunately not a lot of new school sports fans have an understanding of why nba free agency is so big now because now these players have the opportunity and also have the power to decide where they want to go and how much money that they're going to demand out of these owners now. It's a complete different different scenario and a different type of field than it was back then. And we have to appreciate the old, the old players like the Oscar Robinson, the Bob Cousy's and the Jerry West that were willing to fight against these owners to try to create more opportunities for the next generation of players. And it paid off in a major way. So, but when it regards to basically, you know, how this ties into that whole civil war between the old school and the new school is sometimes, a lot of times the old school has a bit of a resentment in the fact that a lot of these new school players and fans 
they don't have an understanding of how difficult it was for them back then to try to get any level of attention or get demand any level of salary to try to get themselves make themselves a decent living and the new school generation has a bit of resentment in the fact that a lot of these old players are still have not changed and adapt their own way of thinking and unfortunately as a result they become out of touch now if you ask me both of these sides have legitimate points but at the end of the day it's all about how you interpret that now as far as what jj reddick had to say he there was some truth about what he said but the way that he kind of presented that in his you know debate with russo did come across as very dis disgenuine probably just more disgenuous indeed because if he decided to pretty much make an argument that listen we respect Bob Cousy as he was as a basketball player. He was one of the great guards of his time and really helped solidify the players union in the NBA to where now they have representation now. You know what I mean? And I just think that he he's, his game today wouldn't work out very well. Maybe it would have been much more of an understandable argument and it wasn't trying to take a shot at him. But because he was in the heat of the moment and of a debate and made those referencing comments about plumbers and firemen, as NBA players back in those days, it really rubbed off the old school fans the wrong way. And unfortunately, you got the responses to what you got from, from Kuzi and from Jerry West. And keep in mind, Jerry West is the logo here. Don't forget that. And remember one thing too, Jerry West is still the only player in NBA Finals history to win the Finals MVP for the losing team. Remember, the Finals MVP was not an institute until 1969. All right. And he's still the only player to win the finals MVP for the losing side. So I do I do get where a lot of the old school fans can just be can have a little bit of a side, you know, side eyed when it comes to these kind of debates. But keep in mind in this perspective, this 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 happens a lot in sports. You have baseball players from the old school way that didn't does not like a lot of the showboating, a lot of the, you know, you know pizzazz and you know fancy you know substance from these new school players but keep in mind ricky henderson was doing a lot of those things back then that pretty much set up the new school mentality but what we have to keep in mind is is that we are in a different era now where things are a bit different than what they were back then but it doesn't mean where we don't have to disrespect you know the old school guard and what they did for the for, for the NBA players or for the MLB players or the NFL players or the NHL players and what they sat to sacrifice for the new generation of today. What we're trying to what I'm trying to tell you guys is is that both of these guys need to have a much more better understanding and have much more of an appreciation of how sports has become now. And I really think that Jerry West, you know, was just speaking on his speaking on the behalf of the old school breed. And I just think that, you know, JJ Reddick could have phrased it a bit better, but, you know, it was in the heat in the moment. And I don't, and I think Reddick is smart enough to know not to say those kind of things. But keep in mind, he works for a network in ESPN where those kind of statements are the, one, are the ones that draw the most ratings or, or most of the YouTube channels or any other channel for that matter from different forms will take a lot of their talking points and try to make a lot of their own assessments and take a lot of their own stances and create their own narratives about how they view things for me i just keep it in the i just keep it in between listen there wasn't no wrong side or right side in this case it's just a matter of how how you view it and how you interpret the argument and i just think that both these sides 
you know, have some interesting points. But I just think that JJ Reddick, to me, could have phrased it a little bit better. And I think that's where I kind of favor Jerry West in terms of what his sentiment is. But at the end of the day, you know, you can always respect, respect where generations come from and a lot of different things. But you just have to be careful of how you phrase it because a lot of people can phrase things very badly and it just comes across very, very badly. And I just think that's where kind of JJ Reddick kind of blew the mark in terms of that and what he was trying to interpret. But, you know, hey, this is why we're here. This is why we have, you know, shows like, you know, the Daily Commute Show presented by FYS Sports Debates. Go subscribe to our channel, of course. This is why we're here because we want to have, you know, healthy dialogue and allow you as a listener to really much express your opinion on the matter without having to go through, you know, heated arguments where people would, you know, shout each other at the throat and say insulting things. That's this is not what we're here for. What we're here is to try to give you guys a different type of perspective and give you guys a different type of a viewpoint and then let you guys decide how you want to take it and run with it. So I'm really interested about how you guys, you know, look at the whole entire, you know, uh, argument. Do you believe that JJ Reddick was right? Or do you agree with, you know, with Jerry West's assessment? Or do you agree with both sides? Or do you guys have a different opinion on the matter? Because I'm really interested into, into, into hearing what you guys think about it. So always feel free to, you know, give give a like and also just comment. It. You know, feel free to, you know, give your opinion about it. But be very, very articulate and establish what your point is and how and how all those things combine to what my what the point is. All right. So let me know what you guys think. I'm really interested in your thoughts on the on your thoughts about this uh, civil war between the old school and the new school version of NBA basketball. But I really hope you enjoyed the, you know, this episode of the Daily Commute Show right here on FYS Sports Debates. You know what I mean? Obviously, this is your host, Abil Mahari, representing Mahari Nation Sports Podcast. Go ahead and check out my YouTube channel where I pretty much give you guys all the unfiltered stuff on sports and daily news and a lot of the, a lot of different opinionated stuff. But this has been another great episode of the Daily Commute Show, and I hope you guys enjoyed it while you were, while you were at work or on your break or driving your car. Whatever you are doing, I hope you basically enjoyed this episode and look forward to the next one. Peace out, everyone. Talking like you really bad at internet. FYI sports in the colors to minute, man. Talking about sports and debates, how your feelings? Yeah, lace up the kids, cause we stepping on next to him. Number one sports debate, know that we killing it. Always 100, so stay on my Benjamin. Fearing no man, cause my God about the business. Yeah, call me a ticket, we pray for the sinners. Yeah, want all the smoke, but be acting like kids again. FYF gang, and you know we don't switch on that talk on the live, but you won't ever mention me. Claiming we fucked, but you trying to go dissing me. I am a dog, came for the streets. Feel like I'm wait, cause I'm feeling the heat. All of my subs, they know they peeps. Here's a debate. Hop